Long time no see. Hello. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Facebook Live for Gear Brain. I'm Lauren Barrick. I'm Mark Westlake. And um, we're really glad to have you guys here today. <coughs> we're going to be speaking with a company that many of you actually may know. It's uh, it's called Handy. Yep. Um, it's a uh, home services company that really sort of acts as a as a link, like a liaison between uh, people who need um, help with cleaning their house or installing um, a dishwasher disposal or a smart lock, and then connects those people to uh, experts um, in their area um, that can sort of come in and uh, make those things happen. So we're gonna be speaking today with the CEO and co-founder of Handy. Um, his name is Oshin uh, Hanrahan, and I know I said his name wrong, so he'll correct me. Um, and um, we are waiting for him to join us, and while we do, um, he's gonna let us know he's here just by saying hello or thank you underneath um, this post on our site, and, uh, and we'll, we'll Hopefully it's on. working. Um, so we're just sort of waiting. Um, Handy is a company that uh, we think is definitely um, filling a need for a lot of people in the smart home field. Smart home products, we talk a lot about here, obviously, we think they're pretty easy to install. Um, a lot of them are, and in some cases, a lot of them aren't though, and we, you know, we understand that consumers are looking for ways to uh, kind of get a hand to hold. Sometimes that's not really um, uh, possible to get from a company like one of the big box stores, Kind of used to walking in, picking up <coughs> devices like computers, uh, our smartphones. Those are pretty easy to kind of launch. Smart home devices can be a little bit more complicated. Sometimes they require some do-it-yourself skills. A smart lock, for example, is definitely uh, something you can install, but if you're not completely comfortable with a drill, you don't really know how a lock mechanism works, you might want someone who can walk you through that. So we're still looking here for them to join us. Just make sure they they like GearBrain. Yep, they gotta like GearBrain and then comment. It's always a little bit of a of a of a of a experience getting people to log on. Um, we're just gonna check with them really quickly. And we'll get right back to them. It oh, would be great. Here he is. Um, oh, here he is. Hopefully we'll be on screen in about two seconds. Or three or four. It should be working. Yep. He's coming on. He's coming. He's going to talk to us a little bit about how Handy launched the initial goals. Connecting. Service. Um, what smart oh. devices? Oh, there you are. Okay, I got to. No, no, you stay. There we go. You're fine. Stay where you are. Can you hear me? Hey, how you doing? I'm great. Can you hear us? I can indeed. Okay, oh, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. And feel free to go ahead and uh, correct the way I pronounce your name. They have labeled it. I apologize. That's all right. It's one of those impossibly difficult Irish names. Oshin Hanrahan. Thank you. <laughs> um, I have a name like that. Everybody pronounces it one way for the last name, and it's not pronounced the way everyone thinks. But... Thanks for joining us. Um, we really are looking forward to talking to you a little bit about Handy and how the service is really helping people, specifically in the smart home field, connect and uh, 
you know, solve problems about setting up their house um, and their smart devices. So that's sort of- Yeah, for sure. So I think what we'd really love to hear first from you is um, how, how did, you know, how did, what was the story of Handy launching? Um, what was the main goal for the service when you guys got started? Yes, yeah, so we started Handy about seven years ago to change how people buy and sell services. So you think about every service in your home from handymen to cleaners, plumbers, electricians, and it's this really clunky, messy process where you need to find someone you can trust. You don't know, you know what price they're going to charge you. You don't know if they're going to show up on time. You don't know if they're going to do a good job. And we just wanted to make it so easy to buy and sell these services. And that was the genesis of Handy. So we want to turn services into products effectively. So we want to make it as easy to get your home cleaned or to get a smart lock installed or to get uh, a TV mounted on a wall, make, make that experience as easy as it is to buy those products. And that was the, that was the genesis of Handy seven years ago. Today we cover you know, all of the US, the UK, Canada, and we've rolled out across thousands and thousands of service professionals. Did the, did, the, did the service change? Did you notice any change in the service um, as consumers started to kind of move, become more interested in um, smart devices? Uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, smart, we, we talk a lot here at GearBrain about things like smart speakers, you can plug those in. Um, they're not that complicated to kind of get started, but certainly smart locks, like you mentioned, uh, smart thermostats. Have you noticed there's been, have you noticed sort of an increase in requests for those kind of devices? Yeah, I think since we started Handy, the, the first thing we realized was there was this incredible need for just raw services. So th those were the things where the service was sold by itself. So that was like the, the first iteration of Handy was almost like selling cleaning services and maintenance services. And then throughout time, we noticed that a lot of people were buying product and then coming to Handy to get that product installed. So whether it was initially they were buying furniture and then they were coming to Handy to get the furniture installed or assembled. Then they were buying TVs and then they were coming to Handy to get the TVs mounted on the wall. Over the last couple of years, we've noticed this huge increase in the volume of people really coming to Handy for more and more smart devices. And I think a lot of that has to do with the complexity of the devices being installed. So you think about, you know, exactly to your point, it's relatively easy to set up a smart speaker when there's nothing else in your home, but you want to connect that, you know, smart lock to your already smart home so that it automatically unlocks or you want to connect it to smart lights or you want to connect it to smart blinds and curtains and suddenly there's a lot more complexity. It's both the mechanical operation, it's also the digital operation of it and making it interoperable with all of the other items in your home. And I think that's where having a service like Handy really adds a lot of value. So are you finding that people are coming onto the site like as repeat customers? Are they coming on and saying, you know, I need someone to help me, um, you know, set up my, my, my smart thermostat and then they're coming back and, you know, say now I'm, I, now I've got a smart lock, I need to make them connect together or are they coming on, do you think, are you seeing them come on and saying, I want to build out an entire system? Is it sort of a one-off, you think, or are they really looking for kind of that full, complete, you know, support? Look, I think the vast majority of people don't wake up one day and say, hey, I want to have a smart home. Let me go and invest thousands and thousands of dollars or even tens of thousands of dollars in making my home smart. I'm sure there's a small segment of the market that does have that realization one day, but that's not the majority of the market. The majority of the market is people making incremental decisions. People don't make 
a lot of the time, you know, in, in most things in life, people don't make macro decisions. They make marginal decisions of the next thing they're going to go do. And that's the same behavior pattern we see in the products people are buying to their, or the products people are buying and adding to their home. So they're adding these things one at a time. They might add smart blinds and then they'll add a smart lock. And then three or four months later, they'll, you know, add smart lights. And even then they're not, you know, retroing the whole house and say, hey, I'm going to put a smart light switch in every room. They're going to say, oh, I'll do it in the two rooms that I use the most. And then, you know, three or four months later, they might say, oh, actually, I really enjoy that product. I'm going to get it put in two or three of the bedrooms. And suddenly, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that kind of happens at some point you hit this moment where it's like, oh, this is probably a majority, the majority of the devices in this home are suddenly smart. Um, and that's something that seems to happen through time. Do you think that services providers, like, you know, the people that you're hiring, are they starting to specialize a little bit more? Um, or are they sort of, you know, people who can kind of do it all? Or are you starting to see on handy site, someone who says, my specialty is X. I, I'm great at smart, smart products. I, you know, this is my expertise. Yeah, I think in certain categories, we're starting to see enough volume where people are starting to say, hey, this is something I'm really good at. This is not just, you know, one more thing that I do. This is starting to become a significant part of my business. And look, I think these professionals, they're handymen, they're running small businesses, they're making a decision of what to specialize in based on how much business they're getting. So the more business they get, the more they make that decision to say, hey, I feel I can specialize. And I think we're at a point now where in certain categories, you know, I think it's both a function of the volume and also how specialized that category is. Like certain things are just tricky to do. Like putting in smart locks is, it's tricky. Like there's multiple different types. There's an existing lock there that has to be taken out. Not all locks are compatible with all smart lock. There's like quite a bit to it. And I think in that category, we're seeing people start to specialize in curtains and blinds, you know, that's again, you're retrofitting a mechanical device on top of something that's already there. Not all the parts work together well. And I think in those categories, you start to see people really start to um, really start to specialize because both the volume and the technical, the technical challenge in the job is significant enough to require it. It used to be that, um, you know, 15 years ago, people would go to a big box store, they computer, they pick up a printer, they could go over to a desk in that store, sign up for, you know, some sort of tech squad that would come in and take care of all of that, you know, hand filling sort of that need, because some of those services have gone away. And, you know, we talk also at Gearbrain a lot about how um, having the expertise of how, to, of how to put these things together is not always available in these stores. Is that something Handy's looking at in um, sort of pairing up and working with some of the bigger, you know, retail establishments or online establishments to sort of link up so that you're right there um, when someone's buying something. Yeah, I, I think there's that moment when you're buying something that really is quite powerful. And it's one of those moments of uncertainty where you're trying to figure out if you can do this, install this product yourself, if you can, uh, you know, essentially work it into your life yourself or whether you're going to need help. And Handy Today has definitely started to partner up with major retailers so that right there at point of sale, when you're buying these products, you can actually buy service alongside that product. And whether it's, you know, buying a TV at Walmart or whether it's buying product on eBay, you can see Handy pop up more and more in store and online where those purchase decisions are being made and allowing the customer to really make an informed decision where they don't have to decide, hey, 
I'm not, I'm going to do this myself. If they don't feel comfortable, they can just buy the service alongside it. And it's not just a digitally delivered or phone delivered service. It's actually someone that's going to come to your home, install the product in your home. And I think that's a pretty powerful value prop. I mean, it's a lot more powerful to have somebody come to your home and help you than just do it online. Of course, we do see value in the online service. We see value in phone support. It's not something we offer today. All the service we offer today at Handy is delivered. Oh, that's all right. Oh, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, that's okay. I mean, I'm at an airport. Who knows? There'll probably be an announcement to tell me a flight's boarding in a second. Um, so, yeah, I think there really is more and more uh, more and more service being delivered in the home, but I think there is an opportunity for us at some point in the future to think about how to offer some of that service by phone or some of that expertise and follow up as phone support in addition to uh, in addition to in home. I do like. I think it's really an interesting um, what you just were talking about that idea of having online support, and that's an important factor. But you know, one of the things that is really doing also is you can actually have a person come in. So you know, a lot of what we talk. I mean, technology can be. You know the, the digital kind of inter. You know when we when we just talk with people and interact with them, and um, a lot of how-to guides, a lot of installation guides can be done. You know, you, you download them off of a off of a computer. Or you're picking them up on a smartphone. I think there is something kind of nice about having that opportunity, especially for certain consumers who are kind of new to this space, um, having an opportunity to actually work with a person and actually kind of talk back and forth and have that interaction live or in person. Um, I mean, I think that that sort of adds an element, kind of a hand-holding element um, for, for digital. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think there is there are fewer and fewer smart products that are standalone, right? So most of the things we're buying at this point have some sort of connection to things that are already in your home because you've already got the, whether it's the Google home or whether it's an Alexa or uh, Apple's device, you've already got some base in your home that's starting to, to basically become the, the hub or the central connection point. And that means that the context for the device is really important, right? You're not just buying something that's standalone that you can control remotely. It actually matters how you're connecting it to the other things in your home. And the more the context matters, the more relevant it is for a person to actually show up and understand the context for how you're trying to use this new device you're buying. And I think that just means that the in-person experience, watching you interact with the device, looking at how the other things in your home interact with each other makes it more and more relevant. And I think that's just, you know, obviously the human interaction is hard to replicate digitally, but I think that context is also just a very practical component that makes in-person just so valuable. Yeah, I think you really sort of said something interesting there, too, about the idea that, you know, the way we set up our smart homes, we, we may be buying the same products. It's the same thing. We might be buying a computer. Um, I may have a, a, you know, a MacBook, but the way I set that up is going to be very personal to me. And having, you know, just an installation guide isn't necessarily going to help me set something up or set up an interface the way I want it to be. So having that human connection, having somebody who can walk you through that, that you can explain it to, I think is sort of maybe not, it's sort of right now, you know, maybe the missing piece, it feels like. Um, and how to yeah. And then you get personal and you just say, you know what, people are just nicer to the people that they're in front of. <laughs> it's just generally a better experience. I mean, it's just far easier to, you know, become impatient by phone or by video. It's just, it's just a little harder to do that in person. And generally 
people just respect the human interaction and it's just a better experience for everyone involved if the problem can be resolved faster. Right, you don't have to sit on the phone and start raising your voice yelling operator. Yeah, I mean, I, I was on a call with a bank earlier on today and I, I was doing that thing where you just start screaming at the person, you're just screaming agent, agent, yeah. hoping that like you'll get past the robot that really, you know, doesn't quite understand you. And keep, keeps responding in that same calm voice back to you. I'm sorry, I do. Yeah, the, the calm voice doesn't make you calmer. No, it does not. Someone <laughs> really needs to let someone know that because it does not work. Um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was talking to somebody the other day where... Uh, they were saying that we are not far from having a conversation with a robot where humans won't be able to distinguish whether or not the person on the other side of the phone is a robot. Well, that's what Google's doing, right? That's the whole yep. new, um, I mean, that was the whole situation with the restaurant service, I think, that they launched where they were able to, yep. people didn't know that they were talking to the AI when they were making restaurants. Mm -hmm. And I think now that yeah. they actually are, are saying this is, they have to say, they've got the AI saying, you know, this is the cool. I, I am a, I am AI. Yeah, I am AI. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm guessing you've used your own service at some point. Um, what, of course. What are, what's the favorite way you've used Handy? Look, I, I think Handy's a great experience when, I mean, there, there's multiple ways in which it's, it, it works pretty well. Um, for me, what works particularly well is when you buy a product on a retailer's site and you attach assembly or installation to it. That's, that's for me, one of the more magical ways that it works. I used it recently to buy furniture, uh, the furniture, you know, right there on the site. When I bought the furniture, I added assembly to it. It automatically integrated. It knew, Handy knew when the, um, furniture was going to be delivered. We integrate with FedEx and UPS. The package actually ended up being delayed uh, and Handy automatically rescheduled it. The person showed up, they assembled the product and it's a great experience. I mean, it's one of those things that nobody wants to think about installation and assembly. So the more you can, the, the more invisible it is, it's almost the better it is. Yeah. It's one of those weird services where, you know, if what you want to do is watch Game of Thrones on a, you know, 50 inch TV, you don't really want to think about unboxing the TV and whether the TV mount fits on your wall and whether, you know, your uh, Netflix sub is already connected to it and whether your joists are 20 or 14 or 16 or 18 inches apart and whether the mount will fall off the wall. You don't really want to think about any of that. Really, you just want to think about whether you're going to have, you know, enough popcorn to watch Game of Thrones. Right. Um, and I think the fact that Handy can step in there and take away so many of those different parts is pretty valuable. Do you have a favorite, um, I'm guessing you, you're probably using some smart devices in your space or in your home or at work. Is there something that you particularly love or stands out that you find the most useful? The one that I use the most are the lights. I use the Philips Hue lights connected to an Alexa um, and they just work. They work incredibly well. The, I, I, you know, Before that I never had, uh, I never had dimmers on the lights. And now you automatically get a dimmer built in. You can, you know, tell Alexa, turn them to 50% and they're 50%. It was never a feature that I thought I wanted. You know, I probably had the, I probably had the lights for three years at this point, four years. Um, and before that, I never had dimmable lights. And probably for the first two years, I never even used the dimmer feature. And now I really enjoy it. Um, so I think it's, that's one that particularly jumps out. 
I have a bunch of Nest cameras. I have a very small uh, baby girl at home. She's now 11 weeks old. So when I'm away, I'll, I'll like spy on the, uh, I'll, I'll spy on her and like watch what's going on. And mainly for, for no reason other than to like feel good. Um, <laughs> so I think that's, that's one of those good ones. I've got a, I've got a baby monitor, a Nanit that sits over her crib, which is uh, particularly cool because it both watches what she does, streams the video out, but also it, again, I'm not sure how accurate it is. It consumes all of her movement, turns it into uh, stats. So you can see how many hours she slept last night, whether it was a good night's sleep or not. So it's kind of like an interesting reflection on, uh, it's an interesting reflection on video processing and how it can be used to essentially make parents feel good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have one of those, but it sounds like a, it sounds like something I would have abused. <laughs> um, do you have any thoughts on, um, you know, as we move forward in the next like three, five, I mean, obviously smart devices, they're here to stay. Smart home products are coming into our home more. Do you imagine at some point we're going to have a system where it's going to be one sort of app that's going to control it all? You just talked about how Pew connect to and works with your Alexa. Um, do you think there's going to be a time where we're going to have, you know, just one overall network, one system, or do you think that we're not, you know, it'll be more um, splintered the way it is now? I think it's, I think it's incredibly unlikely in the next decade. Okay. And the reason, the reason for that is I think we're still at a place where we're adding so many things in such a fragmented way that it makes it very hard for, for me to see a path to one single thing controlling and influencing everything in a way that we effectively have today, right? So the phone, so the, the iOS device, the, the iPhone that I'm on right now right. is effectively that single thing that I can use to control everything. When I'm home, I use the Alexa because it's easier to say, hey, Amazon, turn on the lights than it is to take out my phone and tap Hue and turn up the lights. But when I'm away, obviously, the easiest thing for me to do is to pick up the phone and, you know, look at the Nanocam. Um, I think there are niche categories of product where there's just so much expertise required in that category yeah. that it's hard to see why those category-specific products are going to disappear. Like, Nest makes a great product for, uh, you know, from watching a room, whereas Nanit makes a great product for watching a bassinet or a crib. Like, there's like a nuance between even those cameras that you're saying, okay, well, do I need another layer between those cameras and my phone? Or is the phone itself a sufficient layer for me to interact with those devices? And I'd argue the phone itself is a sufficient layer. I think there's an argument that when you're in the home, there will be a better way to interact with the devices that you're interacting with. And perhaps that's not the phone. I don't know whether that's gesture or whether it's voice or whether it's just automatic. Like, is there a world where it's entirely automatic that when you enter your home, you know, your home is sensing or predicting what you would like it to do rather than you saying wave and turn on the lights or whatever it may be. So I think it's more likely that we move to a more automated world of in-home activity, but I think the phone itself is probably a pretty 
a pretty unifying device and a pretty unifying layer for interacting with the devices in your home when you're away from your home, if that makes sense. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Well, um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, sitting off in the airport and taking the time. We appreciate it. We did not hear. A, Thank. We didn't hear any of those. You know, your flights about to board. Absolutely. Yeah. You, Thank you so much. I, I found a quiet area in an airport. Amazing, huh? That's sort of the win. You got to stay there. Um, well, thanks again. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll tap you again, ask you some more questions. Cool. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Yep. Thank you. And uh, thanks, everybody. And we'll see you guys next week for our next uh, Facebook Live when we uh, are going to be talking uh, with another smart home company. Um, we're going to be talking with Singlet. Um, about their smart lights, uh, a company that also makes other devices, including security cameras, motion sensors that are sort of built into those lights. Um, we're really excited to talk with them then. So thanks, Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us.